Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. As per the usual, my name is Wade, and joined with me today is my friend and probably yours, Kevin. How are you, Maybe Kevin? yours. Maybe yours. Yeah, I'm good. How are you, Wade? I'm, I'm good, man. You've got some exciting news this week. Yeah. So anybody that's listened for basically the entire time that we've done this um, knows that we've been searching for a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and today we are officially under contract on a house, um, Yay. about an hour and a half away from here. So it's a, it's a haul. It's gonna be a big change, but, um, this is seven years in the making for us. It's an extremely exciting day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's big news, especially, yeah. I mean, it's your first official house purchase, right? Yeah. And it has potential to be the only one for a long time. Yep, that and that's the important thing. If you can find your forever home, which you have done, Kevin, and I am so yep. so happy for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's going to be cramped in the beginning. It's only a three bedroom, and we really needed a four. But the basement it will be very easily finished. So yes. we'll have another bedroom. We'll be able to have office space. You know, so that it, it, that's why it could be a forever home is because it won't be too big. Like once, right. once the kids move out, it's not going to be too big for us. Um, so we'll see. Well, and that basement still, looks pretty spacious from the pictures it's, it's you big. sent me. It looks very, it, very spacious. We could effectively double the square footage of the house, mm-hmm. the livable square footage by doing that. Um, so really exciting. I mean, I am a bit nervous cause we haven't closed yet. Right. So, you know, you never know what could happen, but, um, this should be good. It's positive progress. Absolutely. We've never been here before. So that's the encouraging news there. Yeah. So yeah. everyone, when you get a chance, go on Twitter and congratulate Kevin on being under contract on a house. And then when he actually closes on it, we'll congratulate him again. Thanks. You're How welcome, about you, man. Wade? Um... Not really much new in my life lately. Um, working like crazy. I've got a new schedule because um, I'm taking Mondays off to stay home with Gene. So that's been fun. Uh, we've been watching a lot of Star Wars on on Mondays, <laughs> of course, as it should be. Um, other than that, nothing, nothing really too crazy. We're coming up pretty soon. I mean, it's September. It's almost October and which means we're like two and a half, three months away from Lynn being here. So we're excited and stressed told me the name. and excited. Oh, Kathleen. Lynette I don't think Rutter. you had ever told me that. That's a yep. beautiful name. And we're going with I Lynn. Love that. So nice and short and sweet. Um, so it'll be Jean and Lynn. Very cool. 
But Congratulations. Yep. She'll be here in December. Uh, we got good news. Penny is going to be able to work from home during her three months of absence um, for financial reasons. That is a huge blessing <laughs> that they were able yeah. to to basically make a remote position for her uh, to fill while she's gone. Um, so that's super, super, super exciting. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, everything's pretty quid pro quo. Is that the, the, I don't know. It's as per, I don't know. It's as, as per usual. I don't think that's Um, quid pro quo. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Words are hard, man. I am not good at this English stuff. I think, uh, well, quid pro quo is not English. I think, (laughs) I think it's kind of like a, that makes me feel scratch my back. I scratch yours type thing. Oh yeah, 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 that that sounds much more akin to yeah. the real, true meaning of quid pro quo. It's probably yeah. not that either, but someone will maybe correct us. I feel us. pretty confident that it is. I'm going to look it up. Okay, I don't know why we up. acted like we couldn't just look it <laughs> we up. Couldn't just Google it. <laughs> Half the podcast is us trying to figure out what quid pro quo means. Yeah, I was right. A favor, a favor or advantage granted or expected in return for something. Okay. All right, so you were correct. I'm an idiot. Uh, moving into more Star Wars-related content, did you know today was the first or the one-year anniversary of Andor? I did because it showed up on my Facebook memories. I was like, holy cow, I didn't realize a year had passed by. I know. I, know. I mean, I feel like it was just, I mean, I guess we've gotten a lot of stuff since then because we got Andor and then we got uh, Tales of the Jedi, right? Was that after we Andor? Got Bad Batch. Yep. And then we got Bad Batch. And then we got Mandalorian. And now we've got Ahsoka. And now we have no yeah. idea what we're going to get. I know. The last thing I saw on Skeleton Crew was that the release date has been pushed to 2024. We might have some dark times. So, yeah, I mean, this fall and, and I mean, we've only got two weeks left of Ahsoka. I'm very upset about that. I was thinking that, about that today. That's crazy to me. Like, I feel like we've tackled so much, and yet we haven't tackled much at all. I know. Like... Only six I, episodes. That's just crazy. I think they, we needed a, I think we need a 16-episode season next time, Dave, if you're listening. I think that we've grown accustomed to having a couple episodes here and there that maybe aren't as packed, whereas I feel like with this show, every episode has been jam-packed yeah that's true there has every been, second there really hasn't been any filler as the i was avoiding that word weird folks out there like to say uh weird's the nice way to put it there really hasn't yeah. been much filler that we've gotten um in in any shape or form in my opinion uh which has been pretty cool today is also another anniversary the 19th anniversary of the original Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, oh, cool. You know, I didn't really play that one that much. I was the Battlefront Dude, 2 guy. I loved, 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 loved the original Battlefront. Uh, the second one was good, too. I mean, it was even better because you could actually play as the heroes and villains like right. Obi-Wan, Vader, you know, that kind of thing. But the first one was like that first taste of first-person shooter meets Star Wars. Like, that first clean product, 
I would say. Yeah. I'm not sure it's necessarily the first first person shooter Star Wars game, but it felt like a very clean, polished Call of Duty meets Star Wars. And that for me was what sold me on it. Um, granted, I like playing literally every star any Star Wars game out there. Um, but Battlefront was like the top game for me. So nineteen years. Next year it'll be twenty years old. That's crazy. Maybe and I, hey, maybe for twenty years they can remaster it. No, they won't. They won't touch Release it. Release it. They I should. I, they won't. They won't. No, don't touch, touch it. the story or anything like that. They're not going to touch any of it. Make the graphics better. They're not going to touch any of it. They are going they to should. move on. Um, and if they do anything with the Battlefront series, it'll be like a Battlefront three. That's that's what it'll be. Maybe the third one will be complete. That's possible. Battlefront two was great. Battlefront really two was really it. really good. Um, not complete which, though. Speaking of which, I was going to ask you, uh, seeing that this is the 19-year anniversary question of the day here, what is your favorite memory playing any of the Battlefront games? Well, I got Battlefront 2 kind of late in life. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got that. Actually, I think I bought it when we were working at the hotel. Um, Probably. I know I had a PS3 at the time, so I didn't have it. Um, I think it would have been, I think it would have been 2016, 2015, 2016 when I got it. Probably um, 2015. It was, it was for my laptop. Um, mm. And I would just, when I was working the overnight shift, I would just play it almost all night. <laughs> yep. I don't know if you ever saw that um, or if um, anybody that was watching the cameras ever saw it, it, but I would play it all the time. I probably did, but usually when it comes to Star Wars stuff at work, like I probably didn't say anything because I was more interested in what you were doing in the game than that you were playing the game <laughs> on the job. I got my stuff done. <laughs> you did. I, I didn't have to worry about you. Shift. Yeah, I didn't have to worry about you. You, you, you were got a mad good at me employee. one time because I was doing the checklist at the end of my shift. <laughs> um, you're, like, you're supposed to do it during your shift. And I was like, you yeah, are. but if I do it at the end, I only have to do it once. That that does and and that's something I carried with me throughout like all of my hotels. I did not like seeing the checklist get done all at the end where someone would just go, Oh yeah, I did all this and then like sign off on all of the different tasks. I was very No, like, I would do it. I, I, I didn't I'm not saying you didn't. But I had issues with other people who would do the same thing. And they didn't do everything, but they would sign off saying they did because they would just go through and sign off everything at the end. And they may not have done it all. And I even got to the point where, like, I had to – and this is going to sound like micromanager, so don't don't judge me too harshly here. But I had a certain crew where outside of one employee, I basically had to write down on the checklist not only where they would sign off saying they did the task – but what time they did it. So I could go back on the camera and check and see if what they were doing matched up with what they said they were doing. <laughs> I, ha- I mean, I had to crack down because I just, I had a group of, of mostly kids te- you know, not teenagers, but college kids who were basically just working to earn some money while they're in college, which there's nothing wrong with that. You and I did that when we were at sleep in, but these kids really, really didn't care and that's what drove me nuts. And it was a situation where I got hired on with the manager and kind of inherited this crew 
not chose them for myself. So as the write-ups started coming out, I was able to kind of weed some of them out, drop some of their hours here and there, and bring on people that I really wanted at the hotel. And we eventually were able to move away from that altogether because I got people on staff that were good. If there's anybody that is interested in a management position, if you're going to be managing entry-level employees, that's the kind of stuff that you're going to deal with, no matter where it is, no matter what. It doesn't matter the field. (laughs) It is awful. I would, I mean, I would still do, like, the thing is, Wade, the floor didn't need to be mopped and swept three times a day. So if it it needed to be done, huh? No, it, it didn't. You're right. So if it needed to be done, I would do it earlier in my shift. But if it was fine, I would wait. But the like biggest I would, thing I would do stuff as needed. That part was more for the morning and evening shift people, especially when we had a lot of traffic coming in. Yeah. Because and I in think if I remember correctly on the on the checklist it was a, a single line item for both where it would say sweep and or mop based on needs. I don't think I had that. It wasn't separate. based on need. It was it was sweeper mop. Well, it's it. probably because I yeah. didn't have day shift guys who would actually do it regardless but of But like need. dusting, you don't need I would do that at the end of my shift because there was no reason to do it. It had been done the previous shift. Like you don't you don't need to dust that Sometimes many Sometimes it a day. wasn't though. That's the thing. And if it but, wasn't then I would do it. But that that's why I had it there was because a lot of the other guys not all of them, but a lot of the other guys didn't do it, but would sign off saying they did it. So I needed to make sure that at least on between the three different shifts, ideally at least one person had done those tasks. You know what I carry with me today? Because what? it was one thing that I did have to do multiple times in my shift. Fingerprints on the glass. Whenever one of my kids does that, mm. like, no, 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 no. That's not where you touch the door. Right. Someone's got to clean that. Yep, that that drives me absolutely nuts. Not that I, I, I don't get angry at people for doing it, because I know sometimes they're in a rush. They're just trying to get out or get in, whatever it is. But that's why I like sliding glass doors so but much better. Wade, I appreciate your understanding. The bar is placed at a perfect spot to be able to just push it. Yep. It's not like they got to reach up or bend down. It's right there. Yep. It's not super hard, or back into it. Yeah, you know, or like, be like hey, you, can you give me a hand? Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it for um, you. Anyway, getting back to question of the day, my I, I've got a tie between memories, and I, I just have so many more to choose from. Um, but I can remember it was second grade, and it was a birthday party I was having. Uh, second, I think it was second grade, second or third. And I had a bunch of my friends hang out with me and, you know, stay the night, you know. And we stayed up till like 3 or 4 a.m. playing solely Battlefront. And I think it was just the first Battlefront at the time. I don't think we had the second one yet. Um, But we would stay up playing through the campaign, playing Galactic Conquest, and then playing just instant action altogether. So, I mean, we spent literally all night doing that till two or three in the morning and then we woke up uh we slept in probably until like 11 and we woke up and my parents had eggs bacon and pancakes ready for us 
So nice. yeah, it was, it was, that was a good birthday. Nice. Um, I also got a lot of star Wars action figures that year for my birthday. It was awesome. Uh, but my, and this memory may actually top it. Uh, cause it's a little, it's a little bit more recent and just kind of hits home to me now that I am married, but my bachelor party night was, is probably my top favorite night That was because great. we were over, I mean, we went ax throwing, which was awesome. I love ax throwing and I had a couple of beers and, you know, we, we got to kick back and relax and just be dudes. We went ax throwing, we came home, we watched Deadpool and then everyone pretty much fell asleep watching Deadpool, except you and me. I think we were sitting at the dinner, dining room table, and everyone else was asleep or f- kind of drifting off. Yeah. So I remember like looking at you and saying, hey, do you want to play Battlefront? Because we had talked about this because we, we have never been able to play. That was what play, was supposed to happen. We were never able to play Battlefront or Battlefront 2 together at any point in our friendship I know. up to that point. And so leading up to you guys flying out, I remember talking and saying, we've got to play Battlefront. Because, yeah, that's right. Originally, we were supposed to just do a game night, and then we settled on a movie or whatever. And then most of the guys fell asleep. And I was like, are you ready? So we went back to our my room, and I've got you know the TV set up in there with the PlayStation 2 and all the other systems we had. And I had Battlefront 1 and Battlefront 2 for the PlayStation 2. And we stayed up. Another like, because it was about 11 o'clock at that point when we went into the room and we stayed up to like two, two thirty ish. And I remember like you setting the controller down and going, okay, you need to go to bed. <laughs> like <laughs> I was, I was wired, man. I could have gone a couple more hours and still probably been fine for the wedding the next day. But you were like, <laughs> no, let's be responsible. You've got a big day tomorrow. You, you need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can have a little fun, stay up late, but but you got to know where you, the line you were is. the responsible adult that night. Uh, no, no <laughs> question about it. But that was so much oh, that fun, was fun, man. That that was yeah. a that is a memory I will always cherish. Just working through the campaign and doing all that fun stuff on there, and just geeking out the whole time. Yeah. So that is that is that by great. far my favorite memory playing the Battlefront. I games. might have to change mine to that. That's no, you definitely can't better than playing it overnight. You well, forgot about did. it, obviously. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> but I'm changing it. You didn't say I couldn't change it beforehand. What do you That's true. I didn't. In the middle right. of it? That's fair. So, happy birthday, Star Wars Battlefront. Thank you for existing <laughs> and still being available for some systems because I regularly play you. Like, I just finished. I started about a month ago the Star Wars Battlefront 2 campaign again. And slowly and surely... I've been working my way, kind of savoring it. I didn't really like rush through and play all of the missions all at once. I played like the first three all at once, and I was like, I'm going to pass through this too quickly. So I slowed down and kind of stretched it out. And I didn't use any cheat codes on this one for like, you know, invincibility or unlimited ammo or anything like that. I, so didn't, I, know actually... there were, I didn't know there were cheats for that game. Yep, there were. If you pause, If you pause the game when you go to play it, uh, you pause it for a second and you put in a certain pattern of buttons. It'll yeah. each pattern will give you those cheat codes. So you could, you know, we could have played when we were playing, we could have played with invincibility and, you know, unlimited ammo, which as a kid, that's a lot of how I played because <laughs> <laughs> I did not like dying. <laughs> 
But now that I'm a little bit more mature, a little bit more experienced, I decided, hey, I probably have the skill set of, you know, a 12 year old instead of a, you know, eight year old. I can probably work through this without the cheat codes. So I did it and I'm very proud of myself. You should be. If anyone's been following us on TikTok, you'll see some of the videos from the campaign. It's really interesting looking back at the campaign at how different right. it ended up from what's – I mean even just looking at what was going on at the time with Revenge of the Sith and then looking at the campaign from the game, every planet you visit was 501st, 501st, 501st. Well, the 501st wasn't on Kashyyyk. You know, stuff like that really kind of got to me. The 501st wasn't on my Guido with Kiati Mundi. Like, those were not accurate to even the Was movie. it intended to be, though? It, I, I think it should have been. Because, it, you know, if you're going to produce a Star Wars game, what you should have done is, like, Journal of the Republic instead of the 501st Journals. You know, or yeah. the Grand Army of the Republic journals or records or whatever, you know, records of I the think, Republic. I think we're looking at it from post Disney acquisition, though. No, because that's what I'm saying. And... That's what I'm saying, because like it it contradicted what existed no, I get in it. current canon at the time. I get what you're saying, but what I'm trying to say is there there was definitely a conversation of canon versus non-canon, but it wasn't even close to what it is now. No, and I get so that. So I don't think it would have been as front of mind for everybody. I get what you're saying, and I agree. It probably it wasn't. Been. But that's just, and that was one of those th- little tweaks that I'm like, you know, we could have done journals of the of the clone right. army or something like that. Yeah. And then you know, gone on mission with each because, you know, stuff like saying the 501st shot down Ayla Secura on Felucia. It's not how it happened. Right. You know, it was Commander Bly and his guys that took her out, not the 501st. And so stuff like that, I think, kind of started to get. Now you get into the Imperial stuff and it's a it's a little bit more on par with canon you know basically the 501st are still being led under vader and but you know they kind of stretch it out and obviously that's where the disney canon starts kind of taking over and saying no the clones were were kind of weeded out at that point when some of the imperial stuff like tantive 4 um you know where you're trying to regain the plans and stuff like that after that event you know the 501st really didn't have but that's more contradictory with Disney canon or Clone Wars canon, you know, all post Revenge of the Sith content. Right. So, but it, it, that's what I think really bugged me was like those Clone Wars era or the Revenge of the Sith era missions should have been unrelated to the 501st, you know, except for obviously the storming of the core of a Coruscant and the Jedi the temple. temple. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the only part where I'm like, okay, yeah, the 501st were obviously involved in that. Uh, but still cool, you get to play as all the Jedi. I mean, I got to play as Ki-Adi Mundi. I got to play as um, Ayla Secura, as Yoda, which Yoda's actually my least favorite of all of them because his Force powers suck. But that's the kind of... Th- when I say that I, I hope that the next game is more complete, it's because that game... Like, that's really what Battlefront 2 was lacking. A lot of people didn't like the story. I liked it. Um, I thought it was fun. 
playable characters were so lacking. There was such good opportunity to have those Jedi. If but if you want to skip that because we we got it in, in Battlefront two, let's just go with Disney characters. How cool would it have been to have Din Din Djarin as a playable character? I Ahsoka. Agree. But I think that is something they're gonna, you know, when they come out with the new Battlefront, whenever if they ever come out with it, you know, I think that's yeah. something they're gonna expand on the heroes and villains a bit. I hope so. I, like, I really want to be able to play a game other than Lego Star Wars as Din Djarin. Right. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down for that. I'd, I'd absolutely be down for that. So, anyway. That's my little uh, favorite memory of Battlefront. Uh, but yeah, a lot of fun. Very fun game. Uh, some Lego-related news. We've got a UCS Venator set coming out. And oh my gosh, does it look slick. Uh, for the Insider people who have like early access stuff, it's available October 1st. But for the rest of us normal people, um, it's, uh, it's available on my birthday. October 4th. Um, and the set, I mean, it, when I say it looks beautiful, the set is freaking huge. It's it's a huge ship. Um, and it's coming in at $650. So it may be coming in on my birthday, but it will not be coming into my house on my birthday <laughs> unless it is gifted to me because <laughs> that is a lot of money. Um, yeah, that is. Now, I'm not saying it's not worth it, to those of you who do collect and save up and specifically budget for this sort of thing. Um, you know, if, if we had better jobs or, you know, more money saved up, that sort of thing already had a house that we had purchased and weren't renting, I would probably consider getting it. Uh, but those are not our circumstances right now. So that would be a very, very irresponsible purchase on my end. But for those of you who can get it, please do. And, uh, let me live vicariously through you. Uh, let's see, in other news, so we had recently our TikTok account kind of blow up, like, out of nowhere. So we had recently, we, we've created a TikTok, like, what, a month or two ago? Something like that? Yeah. We'd been talking yeah. about it for a while, but we actually did it uh, not too long ago. And, you know, we've been steadily putting out, like, little bit of content here and there probably like a video a day it's been really simple stuff nothing crazy some of them have gotten like you know a few hundred views some of the videos got like close to a thousand or broke a thousand but uh two days ago i released some content related to episode six of ahsoka and that video got like ten thousand views and i was like oh wow that's crazy and then as i was re-watching ahsoka i i watched the section and I actually paid a little bit more attention to the subtitles and I, I you know the intro of Thrawn coming in and then you've got the the night troopers is what they're called and I went oh that's interesting night troopers why would they be called that instead of stormtroopers and then you start to think about it and you start to look at their armor and they've got like some of these red markings and like bandages almost or like some people are calling it like magic duct tape you know stuff like that you're like, oh, I wonder if that's related to, you know, you just get little pieces here and there that you're like, ah, I think, I wonder if that's related to Night Sisters. And then you start thinking about what would they need to use their magic for when it comes to an army? Well, it could be 
strengthening the army, you know, making them stronger, tougher, more durable, whatever. But it also could be if there were a lot of deaths, you know, maybe some resurrecting witch magic, like what we saw in Clone Wars with the Night Sisters against Grievous and the Separatist army. So I had tweeted about it, and I was like, dude, what if this this is what this is? And, you know, we got some interactions with some of our followers and friends on Twitter, which was really cool. But then I put a video out about it uh, last night, thinking, okay, well, this is probably going to stir up a little bit of conversation, not not much. And holy crap, was I wrong. Uh, to give you an idea, let's pull up TikTok right now. Because my phone has not stopped blowing up for the last 24 hours. I mean, literally almost <laughs> every second on the second. I mean, it, it has been insane. Um, so the video that I posted last night is now sitting at 432.8 thousand views. Uh, we've got 34.8 thousand likes on it versus the previous video has 748. So big difference. And all I said, I, I, I put together a little snippet of Thrawn walking up to be reintroduced essentially to Morgan Elsbeth and then, you know, the night mothers and, um, Balin and Shin. And then it's got all, you know, it's panning over all the different stormtroopers and their different bandages and armor and the gold plating and all that, you know, filling in the cracks. And so all I said was how much you want to bet that these night troopers are undead stormtroopers brought to life by night sister magic. That's it. Uh, you know, I didn't think anything of it. And it it literally blew up overnight. I mean, just insane. Uh, we probably won't ever have a video on TikTok because <laughs> I don't know how to replicate this. I'm not out here trying to make this page like the most popular star. Uh, you know, this isn't Star Wars theory. This isn't, you know, one of those guys out Thank there God. trying to like, yeah, I, I'm thankful I'm not in that. Stole my script. Yeah. Well, that's part of the drama I'm going to talk about tonight. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we blew up. We had like, we had 900 followers before posting this. And I thought, because we were getting on average, we got about 25 followers a day. So that was, that was pretty good you know, to have 25. And I started seeing this kind of get a little bit of traction last night. And I was like, oh, that would be cool if we hit our thousand follower mark by the time we're going to record. Like, how awesome would that be? We're up over 1500 right now. That's so we got like 600. In the last we, we got 600 <laughs> in the last 24 hours. That's and sick. it's, it hasn't stopped. I opened TikTok just now and I saw, uh, since the last time I checked it, like right before we record started recording, uh, 30 minutes ago, I saw, I had 485 new likes, 18 new followers and like six new comments that I have to go through. And I've been trying to religiously stay on top of each of these comments to be able to respond to people and interact with them. Cause that was the whole point of us creating these social media pages is I just wanted right. to interact with other star Wars fans. I can't interact with. 944 comments. That's that's a lot to try and keep track of, Kevin. I have a full-time I job. I have a I have a wife and a kid. Like what the heck? 
I texted my sister last night and I was like, Candace, I'm not ready for this kind of fame. <laughs> Quick, she was, respond to some of these. I, <laughs> I, I shot her the video last night and I was like, check this out. And she was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And it was at like 5,000 views and like, you know, 20 or 30 comments at the time. And I was like, this right. is getting some traction. That's kind of cool. And Be I was like, with me. yes, go ahead. How many of these views are you just watching it on a loop? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Leave question. Leave it overnight. Uh, that question will remain unanswered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really, the only time I ever, like, because you can, the way TikTok has it set up, you can respond or respond to comments from the, your notifications page without actually having to open up the video. So mm-hmm. majority of the time, I'm not opening up the video to look at it. I'm just responding to comments from my notifications section. Gotcha. But I sent Candace an update like two hours after I had sent her that first text. And I was like, go check it again. You're not going to believe this. And she went, holy crap, that's blowing up. Is your phone okay? And I said, no, <laughs> like this is not normal. I've never seen this. So this is my 24 hours of fame. Um, but amongst all of that, gotten a lot of good conversations from people Uh, a lot of other fans are like dude i thought the same exact thing that's so crazy and they were like what do you think do you think this is really gonna be like undead stormtroopers zombie stormtroopers like what do you think about it and so you know we've had a lot of good back and forth um and there have been some that have commented and said no i really don't think that's what it is you know i think this is the imperial remnant and you know maybe there were injuries or maybe um, you know, they're just trying to, you know, there's some kind of deal between Thrawn and the Night Mothers to, to help embolden and, and strengthen the, his soldiers, you know. And then there were other points, you know, there were counterpoints being made saying, you know, uh, why would Thrawn, if they're all undead, you know, why would Thrawn care if you send two groups after Shin and Balin versus, you know, four or five, you know, patrolling groups or whatever, scout troops? scout groups i forget what the exact term he used was but you know why would you send only two and talk about how the numbers have dwindled um you know in recent years you know stuff like that fair counterpoint totally fair i was literally throwing this out just to be like yo what do you guys think about this so that's kind of what i was looking for is you know to hear from other fans what they're thinking and you know see where we line up and talk about it which has been awesome that aspect of it, super, super, super cool. But there have also been quite a few people, um, and I, I say quite a few. It's probably been like 20 or 30 of the comments out of the 900-something comments. So not not like a huge, overwhelming amount. But there have been some people who would comment on it and be like, I've had uh, Star Wars is garbage. Why would anyone watch that crap? I've had that a couple of times in different and sometimes stronger language. Um, you tell me, bro, it showed up on your <laughs> algorithm. I I said, uh, or I had someone say a couple of different times in different variations, you're stupid. There's no way this can be what you're saying it is. Why don't you pick up a book and read and learn, you know, stuff like that. Um, I had some people say, no, these aren't death troopers. I had one guy, this one really cracked me up because we were talking about death troopers as in the book when the zombie death troopers essentially were a right. thing. And we started talking about the Blackwing virus, the Blackwing project, all of that, that caused the zombie outbreak, essentially. Um, And All right, so here's what you should have done. You should have taken that comment and 
hook them up with the person that told you to read a book. Be like, I got somebody to introduce you to. <laughs> That's what I – it's just a networking video. That's all it yeah, is. The, I'm just the connecting fans. Yeah. But like, well, that's what kills me because so many, some of those comments, some of those negative comments were like from people and no one, I found this very ironic, but when I didn't have a single person do the typical nerdy keyboard warrior, like actually, you know, and then type on and, <laughs> and I didn't have any of that, but I had it in variations. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they they were doing a very good job of avoiding that stereotype. Um, but they also hit hit it on the nail. I mean, some of these people were absolute Star Wars experts, and there's no way you could ever have something that could be right if they don't agree with it. Like that that was just who they were. Uh, but we had one guy start going off about, no, they can't be Death Troopers. Death Troopers wear black armor. Have you ever seen any of the movies? Uh, we're like, <laughs> no, I haven't. This is the first thing I've ever watched this episode. <laughs> but I had some, you know, I did have some genuinely good conversations. You know, I had a couple of people ask me, you know, uh, I, I didn't watch any of the animated shows. Do you think I should, you know, should I watch Rebels before watching this? Should I watch Clone Wars? Do I need to watch both of them? You know, stuff like that. And I said, well, there's a nostalgia, you know, I was able to talk them through like there's a nostalgic aspect of this you know especially with the clone wars and seeing the clone wars flashback kind of scenario situation um but i said you know in terms of overall storyline rebels is probably the most important um and not even all of rebels but just seeing some episodes and some of the seasons to kind of help you understand the relationship between some of these people and what would lead to some of the decisions that have been made and you know stuff like that yeah um for sure so I told, you know, we had some good conversations, but then I had some people that were like, I hate it when people watch YouTube videos and just repost it like it's their own idea. And I'm like, I don't watch. YouTube. Oh, I know where this is going. I don't watch any YouTube hardly ever. Like I, we've got a YouTube page. We are subscribed to different channels, but I don't ever get on there and watch YouTube. I don't have time. The very little time I have as a husband and a father is spent with them or doing chores or sometimes getting to watch Star Wars shows. That's it. That, that is the amount of time I have. I don't if, – if it comes down to watching some kind of Star Wars lore video or rewatching you know, Rebels, I'm going to rewatch Rebels. That's how I spend my time. And not that there's anything wrong with watching YouTube videos instead of that, but that's how I spend my time. I don't have time to watch YouTube. And so I'm like, same here. I mean, I was just like, okay. I mean, and those comments, I just kind of left alone. I didn't really talk to them. You know, the people who said, you know, oh, Star Wars is garbage. I kind of took a page out of your book and would respond with, I'm sorry to hear that. What do you like instead? Or one guy was like, oh, this crap it would it doesn't even come close to the Mandalorian. I was like, all right, fair. I like the Mandalorian said, too. But who said that? I don't remember his name. I'll I'll pull it up. No, 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 no. Like, you didn't make the claim that one was better. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not making a claim that it's necessarily better. They're no. making it a competition. I, I, I think Ahsoka might be better than the Mandalorian. Um, I think it is, but it's also, but I, I've got more, I've got more vested in characters from Ahsoka than I do in the Mandalorian. So it's like, I'm also compar- not really thinking about it like that. No. So 
that that's the thing. And it was just, that drove me nuts. Well, then I had a couple people be like, yo, this is exactly what star Wars theory said. Like why you just copied him. And I'm like, of course I haven't watched any of his videos. And then someone actually tagged him in the TikTok to try and get him to respond. And I, I guarantee he's just got way more stuff to do than deal with this small 1500 follower TikTok account that somehow came up with the same theory that the other 800 comments from because uh, maybe from different true. fans. Well, my thing is then then you get some people that are like, yeah, that was confirmed in the in the script leak. I can't believe you're just posting what's already been confirmed. And I'm like, I didn't even know there was a script leak, but that is awesome to know. I might go check it out. <laughs> like it's just it's behavior that you see in all areas of the internet where uh-huh. you can't say something unless you have you understand every little piece, yep. every nuance, every well, possibility. And, and there were some people genuine, like super awesome interactions where they were like, well, it could be a reference to this or, you know, maybe it's not undead stormtroopers. Maybe it's, it's something related or akin to this from this book or that from that book. And so I got some recommendations where they were like, go check this out. And there's stuff that I have on my reading list and I just haven't gotten to yet because there's just so much out there. So it's like, you know, you've got a lot of understanding fans and you got a lot of people who are like either on the same boat or, you know, close to it. And then you've got that, that small percentage where they were just constantly, constantly hammering at this. And it was one of those damned if you do damned, if you don't. Well, exactly. So that's why I take the, the passive approach. Because first of all, nobody has ever responded to me with when I asked them, all right, that's cool. You don't like it. What do you like? Nobody's yeah. ever responded um, because it's not what they're interested in. Yeah. And yeah. Li- li- we're giving them 15 minutes right now, yeah. you know, and it's, gr- it's fine. Right? It's, it's fun conversation. I used to be a Star Wars theory guy. That was my real intro into anything beyond the movies i used to just i used to fall asleep to his videos i would just listen to them um and then he changed yeah right he he stopped with the breakdowns and the well he didn't stop with them but he did he shifted to more debate type thing conversations and i didn't like the direction that he went i felt like he would say things like and if you like X, Y, Z that I don't like, that's fine. I'm glad you like it. But then he would really crap on them, right? Yeah, like he, would, if, he would bash them. If I if it was something that I liked, I wouldn't want to listen to that. Yep. Right? Like it's you can listen to things that are different than your opinion, but there's a difference between that and somebody just basically insulting you and what you like. Well, and Uh, that's, that's what it came down to with a lot of the interactions that were negative because it was like, you know, I'm just trying to open the door for discussion on this. That's all it is that, and I, I made that comment. I don't know how many times over the last 24 hours, just saying, yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. You know, if they gave an all ulterior option, you know, or theory. Um, and then I got people who were like, I hate it when you guys pull out these stupid wild theories that have no bearing. And it's like, well, no, there is bearing. There's, there's evidence that this could be an option. This has happened in the past in certain circumstances. 
you know, it's not like this crazy wild speculation, you know, that sort of thing. It is out there. It's not necessarily like we got any definitive proof to back my theory. There were just, and it's not even, I want to correct myself there because I made it quite clear a couple of times. It's not my theory. It is a theory that I thought about and I decided to share with other Star Wars fans to get their ideas. Fun fact, lots of people had this same theory. A lot of people, I mean, a lot of people. If it turns out to be true, do you know whose it would be? Dave's. Yes. None of ours. And that's what I that's what I told them at the end of the day. Like there were a couple of times where I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of along for the ride. I mean, at the end of the day, the only people who know about what's actually the truth are Dave and the actors and writers involved. Like did on that note, did you see the clip that's been going around of Dave um, at Celebration 2020? It was last year or the year before somebody asked him where Ezra was and he said far, far away. no. Yeah, he did. I'll I'll have to find it and send it to you. That's but awesome. they were like Dave told us exactly where he is. <laughs> Dave leaked it. But that's the that's the thing for me. It's like, why can't some and I I'm not even going to call them Star Wars fans at that point. But it's like, why can't some people just let us enjoy what we enjoy, or enjoy having discussions about this kind of stuff? Like that's it. That, that's that's all it boils down to is we're having discussions as fans who have, you know, either aligning theories or completely differing theories, and we're just discussing them. That's all it is. I think that I think that that, that group of fans is really starting to take Star Wars back, though, not from them. Like those, those groups can still exist. They, theory can Star Wars theory can still do his thing with his people. Yeah, but they're not going to keep the people that just want to enjoy it and well, talk that's what about I, it down I, I think, like they used to. I think Star Wars as a whole, you know, started, the fanship started kind of splitting and they kind of saw the error of their ways and are starting, you know, as a whole to kind of regroup and get back on track as, hey, at the end of the day, we're Star Wars fans. And I think part of that is that I think we are getting better content For sure. than we were. I think there is an aspect of that, but I think also people are starting to realize like with how much content we're getting, we're going to get a lot of different content. It's not going to be all cookie cutter. Go ahead. There's a, a, there's a culture that we contribute to of picking apart every little detail, Yeah, which can be fine. Like, I don't think that we're doing anything wrong with it, but it's very, very easy for that to become a negative thing and turn into if there's something that I don't like, well, they should have done it. They should have known that I would like it because I'm a fan and they need to do what the fans want. And, mm-hmm. you know, it can just go a very different direction that isn't good. Yep. So all of that to say, it has been a very interesting day. I've never seen my phone blow up like this before. I'm surprised <laughs> it's still working. Um, and to those of you... You have to get a burner. Yeah. To those of you who are very negative... I'm sorry you don't like this. I'm sorry you don't like my video, and that's okay. That that's fine. That totally understand. Don't put down other people for enjoying having conversations. Go find something more productive to do with your time. You know, maybe find a job, find a hobby. I don't I don't care. But go go do something more productive with your time than sitting on TikTok and tearing someone down. 
You know, if you don't like a video, it takes less than a second to swipe and move on to the next one. That's all it takes. You can even hit the not interested button. Yeah, absolutely. If you're not interested in what I have to say, that's totally fine. My parents aren't interested in what I have to say when it comes to anything Star Wars related. I mean, it's come 50, on. 50 for me. That That is okay. Just move on. Yeah. Move on. So that's my little rant for today. Um, moving on from that, let's see. What do we have here? Episode 6, or Part 6, of Ahsoka. Let's dive in. Far, far. I mean, we just did a good chunk of it. We did a little bit. It was more about the TikTok. We'll dive a little bit more into it. Because I've, I've got far, far away good n- notes. Man. So, opening up with the space whales flying through yeah. hyperspace. And Ahsoka Visually and Huyang awesome. are just... Yeah, I mean, beautiful. And they're sitting in the mouth. And you can see a little bit of the light coming in from the you know, hyperspace lane travel, whatever from the, from the mouth of the whale, the pergill and Ahsoka and Huyang are talking. And he says something about, you know, do you want to hear a story? Or they were talking about these stories that he used to tell the younglings, you know, on their, on their trip to Ilum. Um, and they made the point about, uh, one, two story, one, two, and three, and Ahsoka looks over and says, you know, one being the best, of course. And a lot of people think that's a nod to the original trilogy. What do you think, Kevin? Uh, that was my first thought. Yeah, that that's exactly I think, where I went with that. And it wouldn't surprise me knowing what we know about Dave. And given the other little nod that he gave about 10 seconds later. You want to go into that? I will let you do it. This is your episode, man. The last one was me. Is you it, can do this one. Are you talking about the far, far away? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, well, Hu Yang asks if maybe Ahsoka has a story for him. And that's when Ahsoka opens up about how she didn't tell Hera the part about Sabine giving over the map. And Hu Yang starts to go into this wise talk about, well, the Force gives us many answers and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Kind of almost coming to Sabine's defense a little bit, which I liked. I liked him, right. you know, being there for her after kind of tearing her down in the first couple episodes. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's a neutral droid. Um, I think he cares, but, you know, at the end of the day, he he tries to see all perspectives and, you know, he's collected a lot of data and experience over the, the years that he's been in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of got a broad view on stuff like this but he kind of defends her a little bit. Um, And then they get to the point where uh, Ahsoka says, you know what? Do tell me a story. And he says, okay. And he goes a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then it cuts to the title screen. And that, that first moment, that was when I knew like, dude, Dave, ah, Dave is so, so good. That was my favorite part of the episode. You know, maybe you'll say it's corny or it's like, you know, expected or, you know, whatever. It's we've never gotten that line in any show or movie to my knowledge. It wouldn't have made sense any other time. But, oh, my gosh, it was so, so perfect. And now my unofficial headcanon, as you pointed out, (laughs) we're going to be doing is Hu Yang has written all of the opening crawls for all of the movies. 
<laughs> that that is Hu Yang. I will never ever yep. ever watch an opening crawl again without thinking of Hu Yang. He has he has completely changed how I see the opening of every single Star Wars movie with a crawl. Yep. So just that that was awesome. That was so brilliantly delivered. Um, I want a story time series with Hu Yang. Maybe it's a Disney Plus, Disney Junior show, uh, like a Disney Junior show. But I want story time with Hu Yang. That that is I what I want. I can't explain what that felt like. But yes. it was definitely it was definitely a moment of like I got chills. It made me feel good. Um, it was it was just easily the best part of the episode for me. And it, oh oh I don't know about it, best part for for me it was far and away the best part of the episode. It was the best part I that Huyang was attached one. to. I understand that's a strange part, but you know me, I'm the emotional half of this. Yeah, this duo. that's true. That's true. And it just it struck me and I loved it. Hu Yang I would get that tattooed. I would get a tattoo of Ahsoka and Hu Yang sitting there looking out and it's him saying a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I would do that tonight. I would get Hu Yang. I wouldn't get Ahsoka. No, the the scene. I know. I like I'm shot. saying I would, I would get that. I would get half of it. I would get Hu Yang the whole thing sitting there right looking here. out. Now I'll let you. You can have Ahsoka, and then I'll have the other half with Hu Yang on it, and it'll be no. perfect. I'm just gonna get the whole thing. Those will be our best friend tattoos, Kevin. Because we no, don't have I'm them yet. The whole thing. All right. Well, maybe I'll get the whole thing then. But so that was awesome. Uh, go to the title scene or title screen, and then we switch over to um, the Eye of Scion traveling through hyperspace, much further ahead of the Pergil. Um, and we get see Sabine in her jail cell, prison cell kind of thing. And Balin comes over and interacts with her a little bit. And she's like angry. And she's like, you told me I'd see Ezra. You know, that that's like her line for half of the the episode is I was promised I'd see Ezra. Where's Ezra? And that that's almost he all just kind of smiles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's and then he goes back to the, the bridge and talks with um Morgan and Shin a little bit. Uh, you know, they ask about how the prisoner is, yada, 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 whatever. And I think Morgan at this point, I think this is when she explains that the Night Sisters used to travel along the, using the Pergil at some point or another. She called it their ancient homeworld. Well, Peridia is, yes. But I'm saying she went in, she talked about a little bit how um, the, the, the Night Sisters would travel using the Pergil through hyperspace. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um, so the witches are connected to the Pergil. They're, they use them as... I don't remember if they called them the Travelers. I think that's what they called them. Um, but they use them for traveling. So then you get out of hyperspace and you see Peridia. And the first thing you see is like this big ring around the planet and everything. And then the Eye of Sion gets closer and it's Space Whale Graveyard. Yep. Those are all bones and, and, and rib cages and stuff of Pergil, which is really interesting. And I don't, I, I want to know more about that. I don't know if we'll get any answers specifically about why there's a giant ring of Pergil skeletons hanging around Peridia. Um, but definitely a little. 
a little dark, and then kind of gross. To, they it, it is a little gross, um, and then they start to like break the atmosphere and start getting ready. They break off their little transport ship off the side, a little triangle ship, and fly down to the surface. And as you're flying down through the storms, it opens up a little bit, and you start seeing these giant like statues, kind of like what you would see on Dathomir. You know, they've got these elongated faces with the open, ghoulish looking mouths and, you know, definitely like, ooh, voodoo witchy, like magic-y, like a little intimidating. There was a beauty to it, but also very creepy. Um, So then they land on this little pyre, spire thing, um, and they unload, they start walking to the center, and we see three Dathomirian witches. Or Dathomiri witches, I should say. Um, and they are the great mothers, I guess, is what they're called. Is that correct? I know they're, they're something mothers, and I think it's the great mothers. Mm-hmm. or I think that's yeah. how they're, they're uh, described. But they essentially, I don't know if the witches originated in Peridia... Or if they originated in Dathomir, I don't, I don't know much about that. I don't know if that. Was I got made the clear, vibe that it was Peridia, but I, 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 that's what I'm thinking. I don't remember, and I could have missed it, but I don't remember if they made that clear where they are from originally. But I, you get the idea that it's probably Peridia. Um, but my my note for the witches, I didn't put much. I just said witches are cool. Because they're all sitting they were. there with their like glowing things and whatnot, and they're they're creepy. It was total straight Mother Talzin vibes. Yeah, like the whole time, the makeup looks great. They they look like they were straight out of Clone yeah. Wars. I mean, perfect. Um, and then they talk about it stinks of Jedi and yada yada yada, and the glowing orb things. I don't know why I thought they were so cool. But they were they awesome. floating around her and they make the triangle and they tighten all of a sudden. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's nifty. You don't need any guards or anything. And, and then it, it drags Sabine down to the prison cell. And Sabine's like, where's Ezra? You told me I'd see Ezra. Because that happens like three or four more right. times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we see this shot at some point of essentially I'm, I call it Minas Tirith or Gundor, because it's this city almost built into the mountainside, like this fortress. And it looks pretty darn similar. If you've watched Lord of the Rings and have seen Minas Tirith, it looks like the Tower City. I saw a tweet about that. Yeah, I mean, it was was pretty cool. I I was talking with a couple of folks on Twitter about how much it it reminded me. Because my first, when I saw it, the first thing I said out loud was, the beacons are lit. Gundor calls for aid. Because that's a line from Lord of the Rings and, you know, all that. I, I cross over a lot of my stuff. But uh, that that was pretty cool. I did like seeing that. Um, we do see a really cool uh, Balin and Shin moment where Balin talks about his time as a Jedi and watching everything he, he knew and loved uh, burn. And she's like, the Jedi Temple? And he goes, yes. Um... Then they start talking about kind of, you know, what they're doing there. Are they rebuilding the Jedi Order? You know, what what what's kind of the goal? And they start talking about, you know, finding the, the power that they're seeking. And he starts to kind of talk about ending the the cycle of, 
of power struggles between, you know, you have the Republic and the separatists and the Republic victory, and then turns into the empire and the empire changes what the Republic is. And then you've got the, the new Republic, which came out of the, the rebel Alliance. And it's just this constant power struggle of going back and forth and, you know, Thrawn returning to the galaxy. We know, um, is just going to further enable that cycle to continue. And, so he's talking about looking for a new beginning and, you know, she starts talking about asking about the kind of power that they're searching for. And if that's, that's the kind of power. And he says, no, that power is fleeting. You know, what we are looking for is so much more than that. Um, the, the Shin Balin moments in this episode, top notch, absolutely top notch. I loved everything about, each of the Balin and Shin interactions. And I loved that we got them alone, you know, together, kind of communicating back and forth. Um, So that was cool. And then all of a sudden, we have the scene where this giant, you know, you're looking out away from the pyre, the spire. I don't know what it's called. Spire? I think it's spire. The platform. Yeah. And all of a sudden, because you hear the music changes and everything, and you see, oh, we, we missed the Sabine part of this, where she's sitting in the dungeon cell, and she's like trying to figure out what to do, and she raises her hand out like she's using the force, and you start to see you start to see the rocks kind of shaking and everything, and you're like, what? And she's almost kind of surprised by it, and then she realizes, oh no, the whole room's shaking, she looks out the window, <laughs> and <laughs> there's a Star Destroyer heading their way. And so it, it flies and it's the chimera. Uh, it has seen much better days, much, much, much better days. Um, it is running basically on fumes. Uh, you can see there's a lot of patchwork done to it. A lot of gold pieces where they've kind of, I'm assuming it has to do with witch magic based on what, what is to come here in the next scene or two. Um, but you can see from the back angle, Underneath, it's got the design of the of the Chimera, um, the painting. But then you can see the engines, the, the three main engines, are completely out. They're not on. They're not running at all. It's just the little four, like, backup engines, basically. Um, so, obviously not able to make uh, intergalactic travel possible. Um, thus, the need for a gigantic hyperdrive ring uh but so it lands it kind of floats above the the platform and connects and then we get it the music hits oh my gosh this and obviously we all knew it was coming like we all you know they had talked a little bit about thrawn already and you know meeting with him and them saying he's on his way whatever but oh my gosh the shift in music was so it was so incredibly good I mean, you know what it reminded me of? What? Davy Jones music. I was thinking, yes, Davy Jones and and the Flying Dutchman, and you know that yeah. that very that very dark, ominous, creepy sounding music. I ah, oh, it was it was perfect. It was it was formidable. It was like I said, ominous. It was just oh, perfect. It, I, I, yeah, it was perfect. Kevin um, Kiner's doing an amazing job oh, at the show. Absolutely. Um, so then we get different angles. We kind of see off in the distance what looks like probably Thrawn. You get these different angles of the the stormtroopers or what are 
titled the night troopers in the subtitles. I watch everything with subtitles on and they're titled night troopers, which means there's probably something different about them other than stormtroopers to you, 20 or 30 negative commenters on TikTok. Um, that aside. So you get to see like all this, it almost looks beautiful in a way, but how all these cracks and, and deformities in the, in the armor have kind of been filled in and, and fixed with some kind of gold material. Um, and I'm trying to remember the term I was looking at it on Twitter. I don't think I have that pulled up, but there's a Japanese art essentially of taking broken pottery and fixing it with gold lining, you know, trying to fix it with some kind of golden filler. And the idea is that you're taking something broken and, and useless and making it a beautiful, useful piece of art. Um, but I, I forgot what the term was, but that was something we were talking about on Twitter and TikTok uh, today. But looks kind of cool. They definitely look way more intimidating this way. Like the way they're, you know, it looks almost kind of like this raggedy band of of remnant stormtroopers who look, you know, worse off, but also more formidable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you get this this deep, loud chant. Thrawn, 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 and it that and I I, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's just it's awesome <laughs> seeing it was them, cool. and hearing yeah. them. It was so good, and he you know he starts walking down the aisle, and you see him from the side angle. And the the biggest complaint I've seen about Thrawn so far is the dad bod. Uh, you know, Fakpa Pod was making a joke about how it's probably hard to stay in shape if you've got an intergalactic Krispy Kreme nearby, you know, stuff like that. Like, but I don't think he looks like. Really I didn't even bad. notice it. I noticed it a little bit. I was like, oh, he's kind of dummy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice it until people said something. But it was it. It didn't even like the the side angle was the only one that really got me. Where I was like. He's a little bit rounder than he was in Rebels, but then everything else from that point on was I, I, I totally forgot about it because you get him coming up face to face with you know Morgan and the Night Mud, the Great Mothers, whatever, and all of them, and he's just he's intimidating. He's sharp. He's cool. He's collected, um, and you just you don't know whether to be really excited or really nervous about what he's going to say and do. You should be nervous that he was that calm. Oh, the the guy has nerves of steel. I mean, he is He was just, ready. He is too 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 good. He is cold and calculating yep. and um and the voice. I mean, Lars did a fantastic job with the voice. Um, it, it sounded spot on. So everything about him was awesome. He also has captain Enoch, which is very interesting because he doesn't have your typical stormtrooper helmet. I want to know more about that. He's got the, I saw someone tweet about it today and they were like, how did Enoch get his broken helmet? And it shows the armor in season one of the Mandalorian (laughs) when she's down there hitting everyone with her tools. And then her final move is coming straight down with her hammer on a stormtrooper on the front of the stormtrooper's helmet. And he's like, yeah, this is how he got, it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, well that could be, but, um, no, nah, super, super cool. Super interesting, uh, character. 
he gets introduced to Balin and Shin. Uh, they talk kind of about the plans. Um, they talk about how long it's going to take to empty out the catacombs, um, which was kind of interesting because later on, to kind of help support the theory we've been talking about, we see these long, elongated boxes that look a lot like some sort of casket being transported onto mm-hmm. the chimera. So there's a lot of speculation as to, you know, are the current stormtroopers raised from the dead? Are they planning on raising an army from the dead when they get back to the, you know, our galaxy, you know, whatever. There's a lot of, a lot of speculation as to what's going on there and what's going to happen. Um, but then, you know, they start talking about, uh, oh, the, the one line that I really liked when they introduced Balin scroll and he goes, ah, oh, that wouldn't be general Balin scroll, would it? Or something like that. And, uh, Jedi general, um, <laughs> and the night mothers are sitting there and they like look kind of shocked at first. Like, Oh, was he the one we were sensing? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so that was all good. Then they talk about Sabine and he's like, Oh, that's a name I recognize. And then he talks about how he's going to give her a mount and supplies and the last known whereabouts that they had any idea about where Ezra may be. Um, so essentially they work through all of that. Uh, they get her on the mount, give her her stuff and send her off on the howler. Um, and Enoch says, die well, or something like that, which was kind of cool. I liked that. Um, so they weren't like horribly mean to her until he was like told Balin and Shin to track her down. And if uh, she finds Ezra to kill them both. Right. Yeah, that, that was, there was a purpose. Yep. Yeah, that was a little cruel. I mean, just strand them there. You don't have to kill them both. Just strand them. <laughs> like, so anyway, we go through all of that. Um, trying to think what else happens. She goes through this process of trying to track him down. She gets jumped by some bandits. Her equipment gets broken. She looks badass using a lightsaber. Like it was awesome. she, she totally looks like she knows how to handle the lightsaber, at least against non-force-wielding opponents. Um, so yeah, she uh, and using all of her Mando gadgets and gizmos that was so cool. Um, so she slaughters like eight of them. I think I think it was like seven or eight of them. Uh, her howler disappeared. She had to get him back, and then she scolds him <laughs> for for deserting her. Um, then I'm trying to think what happens next. So I during know. that, during that, she like that's that exchange was a bit too long for me. The whole back and forth between her and I've been all week. I've been calling. I've See, been calling it her dog. It's you her know dog. what it? You know what it reminded me of. And there was there was quite a bit of this that happened in this episode where it just reminded me of other things in Star Wars in a good way. But it reminded me of BB-8 following Rey on Jakku. Yeah, for sure. That's that's very much how I felt and I was like, I yeah. like this. This is this it's is just, good. I liked it. It just went on for too long. But then I, so she gets jumped and then No, she got jumped they before. They keep walking. That. Right. So she gets jumped that we go through the whole Makeup oh, yeah, with, see what with the dog, and then we get to these little turtle-looking things, rock turtle-looking things. Yeah, they're they're Ooh, overgrown hermit them. crabs. They're awesome. I thought they were. The, and, I thought they were cool. 
the whole interaction between her and them made me think of Leia and the Ewoks. Sure. The whole time I'm thinking, and it, I, I truly think Dave has the this ability to capture so many of these little moments that we love about Star Wars that's happened and kind of replay them in a different it's it's one of those you know it's like poetry it rhymes kind of thing right you know and it was just i don't know it was just i I felt i felt like i was immersed in star wars which Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that i haven't felt that way with before um so it just it felt really good and it feels like it's bringing some of the good from this era and some of the good from that era and you know kind of intermingling it and intertwining all of it um, He's doing the Lord's work. He he has done a fantastic job of uniting all these different things that we like about Star Wars into one project, um, yeah. which has been incredible. So he finds she finds these hermit crabs. She finds that they have these little necklaces with uh, rebel emblem on it. Essentially, it matches her pauldron. So they talk about it. She says Edra Bridger like five times again. And they're like, oh, yeah, Ezra Bridger in whatever their language is. And then they take her to their little, you know, whatever village. Um, And then it pans back to Balin and Shin coming across the bandits that were murdered, essentially. And they they kind of look at everything. They they talk about it a little bit. And then they start talking about what was it? She asks him do you ever miss it regarding, you know, the Jedi order? And he says, I miss the idea of it, but not the weakness or the foolishness of it, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they start talking about the power that they're seeking again. Cause she says, why don't we just leave with Thrawn essentially? Like, why are we here? What, what do we have to offer to, what do we need to do here? She's kind of been hinting at, you know, I, I need a straight answer. And that's when he's like, we're here for a greater power. You know, he's like, can you not hear it? It calls to me or something like that. Can you not see it? And she's like, I see those bandits. Yeah. (laughs) And it pans over to like four of the, you know, I'm assuming the same tribe of bandits, you know, looking at them from over a cliff and she's getting ready. I mean, she's got her lightsaber in hand ready to like, (laughs) Shin's just ready to, to hack and slash. Like she is all in on using her lightsaber whenever she can. And he's like, "No, our the enemy of our enemy is our no bloodshed is needed now." Yeah, exactly. I like I like Balin. I like I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Shin, but I really like Balin. Yeah. Um, so that interaction happens. Then Sabine gets led to the village. She's kind of like looking over all the hermit crabs, and you know the howlers kind of intimidating them unintentionally, you know, in a playful manner. <laughs> uh, it's curious. He's a dog. Yeah, exactly. And so then you, you kind of pan around focusing on Sabine, and then you get to the scene where you see him in the background, and he says, Ezra says something like, took you long enough. or you know, something I knew like I could count that. on you. I knew I could count on you. Um, what took you so long or, you know, something something to that extent. And she smiles and does her kind of like awkward, <laughs> looks down, looks up. And he smiles, <laughs> and then they hug for like a couple minutes. Um, there wasn't a lot of emotion, and some people have criticized that. I think it just it's kind of their relationship that they've had. Like 
outside of his advances to try and romantically be involved and then kind of get pushed back and he kind of dropped that for a little while. So I, I, yeah. I, I get it. It, it, it it's going to be a little awkward. I mean, they're obviously super excited to see each other, but it's going to be a bit awkward. Um, but it was super cool because they start kind of catching up a little bit. And he's like, I can't wait to go home. And she's like, uh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about anything else right now. Can I just enjoy this moment? Because <laughs> she does not want to tell him what she did. Because basically she just unraveled all of the work that he had done. The sacrifice he made is now pointless because Thrawn's going to be back with possible witch magic at his disposal. Um, so not good. Because uh, he asked her, he was like, did it work? Did You know, essentially what he did, did it work? And she goes, yeah, it worked. But now it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know? Um, and then I think we get back to the last scene, which is the great mothers and Thrawn and Morgan all, all standing there. And they, the great mothers basically say, you know, there's a loose thread, you know, cause they've been talking about the threads of fate this whole time. And they say, there's a loose thread. And he's like, Oh, and she, they're like a Jedi approaches you know, riding along, you know, riding in the travelers or with the travelers. And he goes, this wouldn't be the recently deceased Ahsoka Tano, would it? And Morgan's like, uh, uh, Blaine, not possible. Not, yeah. Balin assured me she was dead. And, uh, so then they get into the, and it's the ominous music again. We get that at like the few times he was on screen that we, it's always the ominous. He's just, Everything about Thrawn is awesome. It's cold calculated. But he says, essentially, I want to know everything about her. I want to know where she's from. Uh, you know, a couple other things. And the specific one that stood out was who her master was. Which means there's going to be more. I, I, I guarantee there's going to be so. more. Um, granted, so. he has history with Anakin. Right. Slash Darth Vader. He's got history with both of the personas. Um at different times in history. So it'll be interesting to see how this unravels. And we've got two episodes to do this. I don't think they actually get off the planet by the end of the, the last episode. What do you think? I think that's probably fair. I hadn't really thought of it. Um, I do. I do think that they are for sure setting up a season two. Oh, at, no question. They have to be. That or it's going to be a lead into um, the Dave Filoni movie. The movie, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think we'll get a season two. From what I want I a heard season two. Recently, uh, they're getting ready. They've been meeting more for with the writer strike and everything. Apparently, the big high ups have actually started meeting with them some more now that some of these shows that are, you know, were projected to be in production are no longer in production right now. Um, I think they're starting to realize, Hey, no, these guys are serious. We need to do something yeah. and we need to do it. Yeah, now. for sure. So it'll be interesting to see um, at the end of the day, but definitely, definitely we're going to get more of this storyline, whether it's yeah. another season or the movie, we're, we're going to get more. There's, there's no question about that. Um, so super exciting. It was a great episode. It was jam packed full of stuff. So it's hard to 
cover everything in that short. I mean, we took almost an hour and a half on this episode, even though we were trying to shorten it up. <laughs> yeah. But Dave gave us a lot of stuff to work with and, and to talk about. Um, so great episode. Bittersweet that we only have two left, but we know they're going to be good. I, I have no question about that. They're going to be good, and we're going to look forward to whatever else uh, we have down down the road. Um, that said, let us know your thoughts. Did you guys like episode six? Do you think the night troopers are undead? You know, let us know your thoughts on this episode and on Ahsoka as a whole. Do you like it so far? Do you not like it? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? We'd love to hear from you guys and just talk Star Wars because that's what we are about. Kevin, you got anything else to add? Not a thing. I think we covered it all. As always, you can reach us at... Uh, on TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Reddit, Discord, email, uh, all records of the Republic, and the email is records of the Republic at gmail.com. So shoot us an email, shoot us a message, tweet us, whatever. Reach out to us. We love talking Star Wars. We would do it 24 7 if we were able to. So, as always, may the Force be with you. And remember, this is the way. <laughs>